Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. Are you looking to plan and book an upcoming Disney vacation? Contact the Tierra Talk Show's official travel agent, James from Destinations in Florida, by visiting destinationsinflorida.com backslash tiara for a free quote. The link is also included in the show notes on our website. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, Floyd Norman, to the show. Welcome. Happy to be here. <laughs> Very glad to have you here. Actually, the first time I ever saw you on, on the screen or any of your work, I, I was watching Walt the Man Behind the Myth, which is one of my favorite documentaries. That came out around 2001, and it was sponsored by the Walt Disney Family Museum. When I was watching it, I th- just thought it was so interesting to hear from all these animators that got to work with Walt. And you were featured several times talking about working with Walt because you worked on several projects like The Jungle Book and Sleeping Beauty. So when did you first come into the Disney company to work for them? I began as a young, and I do mean young, employee in 1956, a long time ago. Uh, I had just a few months earlier paid my first visit to Disneyland. So the park opened in 1955, and I was there week number one at Disneyland. And a few months later, I became an employee of Walt Disney Productions. Uh, we were all kids. We were all young students just out of school. The job we were trying for was apprentice in-betweener. That is the bottom rung of the ladder in the animation business. And we were all trying out. And they gave you 30 days, one month, to do your thing. And uh, you had... 30 days to see if you could do the job. And if you could do it, they kept you on. They hired you as an apprentice in betweener. So kind of like the Sorcerer's Apprentice. You started out as a Mickey. (laughs) And you worked along against Sid Disney. (laughs) We we all, uh, we didn't, no, we never met Mr. Disney. Uh, Oh, I I just meant like Disney Company, like along with the Disney animators. (laughs) Yeah, Walt was there though. Although we, we saw him on occasion. But we were all trying out for this job and, you know, trying to see if we could qualify to be worthy of that job. So we were all young students, like I said. We were just uh, going through a tryout period. And then luckily, my entire class was kept. We were all hired on as apprentice in-betweeners. And you talk several times on your blog, which is, if listeners would like to visit it, I highly recommend it because your posts are very entertaining and very witty and very informative, which is at Floyd Norman 
com uh, dot squarespace.com you talk about several different projects that you work for disney and elsewise too which are very interesting to read so when did you start writing your blog what did you feel that it would be really helpful for animators who are in the business now or up-and-coming animators to kind of know what the background was that you went through as an animator yourself well i barely knew what a blog was when i first started writing it and a lot of it was i just, i was just trying to get acquainted with the internet and trying to become knowledgeable about this technology. And Apple uh, created a simple blog that one could build on their own, and so I thought I'd give it a try one night. And I gave my, my first attempt at putting together this internet journal. And so I built my own blog, and it seemed to work. I wasn't even sure if the darn thing was working. But uh, once I got it up and running, I began telling stories about my experience at Disney. And I began sharing my career for uh, those who would be willing to read it. So over time, it, I've, I've uh, built a, uh, a small but faithful audience who want to know a little bit about Disney history, about what was life like back in the 1950s, the 1960s and 70s. And uh, since I've been here for decades, literally, I'm just sharing the stories. I'm just sharing some of the things I experienced while working for Walt Disney. Are you considering thinking of maybe making an autobiography soon? Well, you know, that's an ongoing thing. I, I'm thinking about one day writing a biography. I have written a book uh, a couple of years ago. I wrote a book for Focal Press called Animated Life, which basically it's not a biography, but it, it does give a uh, hopefully some insights of uh, what life was like here at Disney in the 1950s and 1960s. Uh, my stories, my photographs, my drawings, just trying to give a, a look at this amazing business here at Disney. So it's not so much a focus on myself. It's not my story. It's what I experienced here at Disney. So that book has um, since been published. And uh, hopefully I'll write another book one day. You were also made a Disney legend in 2007. Correct. What was this experience like since... Um, but now what they do is they have the Disney Legends ceremony at the D23 Expo in California. But beforehand, they kind of had small ceremonies, I'm guessing. The Disney Legends ceremony was... It was kind of an intimate affair. Uh, it began early on in the Hollywood... In the, the glory days of Hollywood, all of the celebrities would have their uh, handprints and footprints in the uh, forecourt of Grauman's Chinese Theater. So we thought we might do something like this here at the Walt Disney Studio. And so we began putting footprints and handprints of the uh, famous Disney people, such as, you know, the Nine Old Men and some of the, the Disney stars like the Mouseketeers and Fess Parker and Julie Andrews and people like that. Well, pretty soon we quickly ran out of space at the studio theater and we had to move over to a larger venue still on the Disney lot but over to an area where we could accommodate all of the various Disney legends but it was an intimate affair and it was not open to the public uh, you couldn't attend unless you were a Disney employee now because we have the Disney legend ceremony at D23 the public can now attend the Disney legend ceremony it's certainly an honor to be up there with so many of the uh, the truly gifted people and amazing people that I've had the pleasure of working with over the years. 
And recently you made, well, not recently, it, it, does, it seems like it's recently because when I saw it, I loved it at the time when it came out, 2001 Monsters, Inc. You got to work on this project with Pixar. So were you, you were one of the storyboard artists? Yeah, basically uh, when Walt Disney decided that I was no longer an animator, but I was going to be a story man, that's what we were called back in the old days, they called us story men. Uh, I put down my animation pencil and became a story development artist. And apparently I must have done it well enough because I seem to have pleased Walt Disney. And so I continued doing that. And in 1997, I was invited up to Pixar to work on story development on Toy Story 2. And after completing that assignment, I was quite surprised to be asked to stay on to do development work on Monsters Incorporated. And that's just the nature of the story development process. You come up with a dozen, dozens of ideas, really, and you, you, pick, you pick the one that you think is going to work the best. So, that, you know, that's how these things happen. You know, it, it was fun working on the film, and the, the, the ideas and the stuff that they came up with was just amazing. And I was just delighted to have been part of that, uh, part of that wonderful motion picture. And your first project with Disney was Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, Sleeping Beauty was my first animated feature film. It wasn't the first thing I did. I started out working on the Mickey Mouse Club on the Jiminy Cricket uh, I'm No Fool a long time ago. But that's the first thing I began working on at Disney. I'm no fool, no siree. I'm going to live to be 23. But anyway, uh, I worked on that for a while. Then I worked on Disneyland I worked on the TV show that is Disneyland and a lot of Donald Duck cartoons. And then finally, uh, on Sleeping Beauty, my first Disney animated feature film. And that has such a particular art style to it. Yeah, it was all about the art. Keep in mind, we had <laughs> very little, if any, technology back in those days. Sleeping Beauty was indeed a handmade product, a motion picture made by hand. Everything you saw on screen was drawn with a pencil, inked with a pen, painted with a brush. It was a meticulous, exacting, uh, amazingly uh, beautiful motion picture, all done by hand. Uh, the, the work of Ivan Earl, uh, the, the beautiful backgrounds, uh, beautiful paintings that were almost like tapestries. Uh, it is just a gorgeous film, and you can look at it again and again, and you never get tired of it because there's just so much beauty there to see. And for my generation, we loved Tarzan, and we loved Hercules, and we also loved Hunchback of Notre Dame and Mulan. Now, those films are very, very big in, the, uh, in my, my generation's community yeah. of the 90s because we love them all, and I really love Hunchback. It was a different turn and a different story that you would not really think that the Disney company would go for, but they yeah. did a very, very good job with that film, if I do say so myself. <laughs> what a surprise. What a surprise. It was the Hunchback of Notre Dame that brought me back to Disney uh, feature animation. Uh, keep in mind, I had been away from Disney Animation for at least 10 years uh, working over in Disney Publishing. I was doing books, I was doing comic books, I was doing other things. I had been away from animation a lot longer than I expected to be. So it was the hunchback of Notre Dame that uh, caused me to return to Walt Disney feature animation. By this time, I was a Disney story artist and I was no longer animating uh, every film I worked on was I worked on as a story artist. So uh, once I made the break from animation way back in the 19... Well, I guess the last picture I animated on was Robin Hood. 
and that was 1971, 72. And that was the last film I actually did animation on. But since that time, I've only done story work uh, on the animated films, which is fine. I, I, I enjoy doing story. And as much as I love animation, uh, I don't mind being a story artist because that's, that's a good deal of fun, too. Is there one thing in Mulan and Hunchback of Notre Dame that you could say, oh, that was me? <laughs> well, there are a number of things. Keep in mind, making these films, it's, it's a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. You, work, you work with a story team. Maybe that's what makes us different from other motion pictures because you're working with a group. Uh, there's usually a dozen, uh, a half a dozen to a dozen people working on story, and you all work together. So your work is in there, but you're, a, you're part of the mix with everybody else. I love Gary Trousdale. Keep in mind, Gary Trousdale was my boss. He was my director on The Hunchback of Notre Dame. But some years before he became my boss, uh, we actually hired Gary Trousdale right out of school. So he was the kid who got hired right out of art school. And then this same kid became my boss as one of the uh, co-directors on The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Gary, wow. Gary is, uh, you know, he, he's an old friend, and he's like, he, I still view him as a kid, but as a kid who made good. And it was my pleasure, I'll tell you, it was my pleasure to work for a kid that I had once hired. Gary's a very funny guy. He, he's always been funny. And even in a film as dark as The Hunchback of Notre Dame, there's still a good deal of humor in that film. I also wanted to ask whether or not you are working on any other Disney projects that you can mention, because I know that sometimes there's still some things in the works. That's very true. And, and I, I'll have to, once again, say there, there are projects I'm working on that I can't talk about. But, you know, that's the way it goes. You know, uh, that is the way we work here. And there are certain things we, we have in development and have in work that we, can't, we cannot uh, talk about at this time. But uh, Are you excited I, for these projects, though? I'm all, oh, are you kidding? I'm always excited about every <laughs> Disney projects, every, every Disney project, even the ones that don't get done. Uh, it's always fun to work on because uh, development is what I do. And uh, new ideas, uh, fresh, creative ideas is what we're always looking for here at Disney. And so, yeah, it's great to work on these things. And I, I really don't even have any idea of what, of what is coming up next. But I do know there will be new ideas coming up, and uh, it's very exciting. And I think that's what keeps my my work so exciting, because I don't always know what's going to happen next. And uh, and and that's it. That's that's makes the job fun. I think you know, not knowing. And I'm jealous because sometimes you get to work inside Disneyland, just sit at the park, have a nice coffee, and work on your computer. That's that's the life. How did you know about that? If you're going to do Disney work, you might as well go to Disneyland and and take it all in. But I have some fun Disney questions I always ask my guests. So we'll start with the Donald question. What Disney film was one of your favorite to watch over and over again, one that you did not work on? My favorite Disney film, and it is a classic, is Walt Disney's Pinocchio. That is a film that I can watch again and again and again, and it is masterful. As great as Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is, and it it is a great film, I think that Pinocchio is kind of like everything about animation at its best, at its finest. It is a Disney masterpiece. And our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Oh, that is a challenge. Because you, you draw so many of them, too, because you get yeah. to know them through drawing them. 
You do, and you live with all these characters, and uh, my, my. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess my favorite character, if I had to hang out with anybody, I, I'd probably be hanging out with Mickey Mouse. Because Mickey's just kind of like an all-around guy, and he's a lot of fun, and he's been a big part of my life. So I think I'd like to hang out with Mickey Mouse. And our Mickey question, there we go. If I asked you to name any Disney song at this moment, what immediately comes to mind? Oh, the the signature song from Pinocchio, and that is When You Wish Upon a Star. That beautiful song by uh, Ray Livingston and Lee Harline. It's just a classic song, and I never get tired of listening to it. It is the song that defines Disney, and it's just a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. When, when you wish upon a star, no matter the venue, no matter uh, how, it's, how it's played or where it's played, it is still a, just a wonderful, wonderful song. Well, thank you so much, Floyd, for coming on the show. This was a lot of fun, and I'm very excited to hear about these new projects. You'll probably be posting them on your blog, which, listeners, I'm going to plug again for you, Floyd, floydnormancom.squarespace.com. I'll put it in the show notes, too, so you can go ahead and go over there and say hello to Floyd. You'll probably comment on one of his blog posts and say hi. (laughs) Yeah, come on over and say hello. I hope to see you at D23 to advertise one of your next projects. Maybe they'll let you hint, hit, nudge, nudge the audience about what's to come for the Disney company. You bet. I'll be there. I plan to be at D23. So um, I'll treat you to a Dole Whip or, or a Citrus Swirl. <laughs> yeah, come on down. <laughs> 